0: Welcome to thousand and one good nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Hey Ben.
1: Hey Nick, you know uh, we are two friends that talk to each other a lot, and uh, George and Martha are two hippo friends who <laughs> talk to each other a lot. I'm not going to say who's George and who's Martha, but um, uh, <laughs> one of the things that I really liked about this book is it's, it's a book about friendship, and so it's uh it's we've got this sort of collection, uh, George and Martha: the complete stories of two best friends and uh i'm i'm happy to have a friendly conversation about it
0: i'm so excited you introduced this to to me and our family recently and well, it's been a success
1: to give full credit katie lemieux has been uh, pushing this so i i, I got the recommendation <laughs> for her so it's it's a it's a transitive recommendation but yeah no it's, it's great
0: it's a good one um should we talk a, let's talk a little bit about the just the because it's it's not one book, so tell us right. a little bit about the structure, like how it works exactly.
1: Well, the one that I the one that I have because
0: uh, you have the big I yellow the, one.
1: I have the big yellow one hardback. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, binding okay. into, I'm binding your thing of let's get something sturdy. Um, though <laughs> my children have really like I, I was turning the pages and I don't know if it was like maybe a, a piece of cake with some leaves in it <laughs> fell outside. <laughs> they're, they're already they're they're putting it through its paces, um, uh-huh. but it's a. Uh, so it's a omnibus. Um, so it's a bunch of the different. So it's like Georgia Martha, Georgia Martha Encore, Georgia Martha Rise and Shine, Georgia Martha One Fine Day, Georgia Martha Tons of Fun, and then each one is has a an appreciation in front of it by another like famous author or, or I guess sort of literary luminary like Maurice Sendak uh, from Where the Wild Things Are writes the forward. Um And each of the and each book is itself further divided into a bunch of small episodes. And I love the length of these. So some of them, you know, some of them are two or three pages and it might just be two or three sentences. And then some of them are two or three pages, but it might be, you know, a a full page of text, but sometimes you only get three lines. Like, I think there's one, there's one story about the, like George is looking in, like he likes to make peer into windows and he looks into the, (laughs) the bathroom and Martha's in there and, and it says he never did that again. Some, you know, <laughs> sometimes you've got to respect people's privacy or something to that effect. And that's, that's the right. whole story. That's, it's, it's, it's three sentences, and then it's over, and you, you flip the page, and like, oh, no, I guess that's it. And I really like the almost arbitrary nature of how short some of them are. Yeah. But anyway, but, so it's, it's a bunch of books that are further divided into uh, stories, and the stories are numbered. So it's it, like story number two, The Flying Machine. So it's a, a collection of collected stories, and they're invariably delightful.
0: And the and these stories are they they literally take maybe two minutes to re- to read through each. You know they're super short, um, and they almost to me they almost read like um, like a co- like comic book, yeah. like a comic book. You know, there's a big frame of pictures and then a little bit of text next to it, um, and they're yeah, just and, it,
1: and it's not one of those books that um, isn't much text, but there's a lot going on that that you sort of linger and uh, describe all the stuff in the frame, like a like a. majority doesn't have any words but you know what i mean like it's where it's like yeah there's not very much in the way of of language but you're meant to sort of like pause and and sort of like say what's going on over here and what's going on over there no it's like very clear that it's it's just it's this conversation between george and martha or an incident between george and martha and you really can breeze through them
0: yeah they're almost like like tableaus kind of or um what they remind me of both visually but even just the the experience of reading them are like, they're like far side cartoons. <laughs> it's just like a little scene and there's like a kind of one like plot sort of twist or action item that happens. And that's kind of the whole thing.
1: Right. Um, maybe like a, a, slightly like gentler, it's like far side, but a little gentler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a, l- a little, but like there, <laughs> well, no. you know, yeah, they, I mean, there,
1: there, there, there's some, <laughs> there's some, but I mean like a lot of times it's, uh, it has to do with their own character foibles, and you have to have yeah. you have to have a sense of Georgia Martha. Whereas each most of the Far Side cartoons sort of they stand on their own, and it, it's right. just the situation like it. So I don't know. It's like the devil and some sheep, and they're doing I don't know, doing something. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's a different you know,
0: it's a, right, and that really is one of the like joys of this book is you kind of get to know Georgia Martha over the course of these like I don't know fifty little vignettes as you kind of read through them all, and their personalities sort of unfold and deepen a little bit.
1: Would you would you have if, if you had to give like a character profile of George and Martha, do you think you could do it? Like how would you describe George?
0: George is he's um he's he's pretty earnest, but he's also kind of a trickster. Like he likes kind of playing practical jokes and stuff. But at the same time he 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 is kind of earnest and he, he when as soon as he plays a trick or does something mischievous, he immediately feels remorse and right. feels sorry. So it's this to me, what's fun about his character is he's this combination of Mischievousness and earnestness at the same time, which is a little unusual
1: and he's also uh, a lot of the stories have to do with George expanding his horizons, mm. so um like he George doesn't think oh, he's yeah. going to like like Martha's dance recital, but then he goes and he loves it, and then sure enough, like he gets in a dance and he has a dance <laughs> recital of his own, so Martha's <laughs> often having to coax him out and then but but it's not all but it's you know there's a lot of variety, so Martha loves to cook. And she makes like pea soup and George doesn't want to hurt her feelings. So he just dumps the pea soup in his shoe, which that's one where I really was worried that we were going to have a bunch of shoes full of pea soup (laughs) in our house. Uh, And the mother says, Hey, like, you don't, it's okay. You don't have to like, I just like making pea soup. I don't really like eating it either. Don't, you know, don't eat soup you don't like. And he goes, okay. And then he doesn't have to, he doesn't come around on pea soup. It it just, it just gets taken off the menu. So. Right. Right um
0: and that's sort of the the through line thematically for all these stories is like you said at the beginning it's it's friendship and in particular it's about sort of the the tensions that come up in a friendship and then the how how those tensions are are sort of resolved and they always are right at the right. end um but yeah it's 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 a really cool um I, I don't know i'm always a little struck that i i feel like maybe i'm wrong on this but but i think I feel like friendship as a theme of children's books is um, it's not as common as I would imagine. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't, so uh, Katie, who recommended this also loves frog and toad and that's another hmm. situation in which it's, it's very much about friendship and maybe, you know, Win in the willows is kind of about friendship, but but yeah, especially at this age level, it's not uh, a, a lot of times it's the the characters or it's, the adults and the children or the there's sometimes there's almost like, I mean, there's no real antagonist in these stories. So maybe that's, that's part of it is that in, in, maybe in children's books, sometimes you you need to overcome something, even if it's mm-hmm. like an imaginary monster or like there needs to be some tension between the, the cat and the hat and, and the, the kids that are there. Or I, I don't know, but like, yeah, this is just about buddies. I mean, it, it has, uh, and, and I really, I really like it because, uh, I feel like right now. So my 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 kids aren't super into this, but it does remind me of them. Like in when I read it, because Delia right now is she's not quite two, but she's developing a personality, which means that, like for the first time, now all of a sudden she has real does she has real convictions about like I should be playing with this toy even if Jack mm-hmm. wants to be playing with it, and and they've got a kind of navigate they have got to navigate that in, in a different way than they than they did before. And so they're really learning how to, which is they're learning how to be friends and how to be playmates. And even though it's Martha and George are adults, I can see some of those same friendship because it's a lot of like well, George doesn't want to do something but Martha has to convince him to do it and, you know, <laughs> Jack doesn't want to do something that, you know, he thinks he's too old to be doing something that Cordelia wants to do. But then he puts up with it and then secretly actually he enjoys it. You know, that, that, that kind of dynamic. I feel like I see that at play a lot. Do you're, uh, do you, do you find, are you start, whenever you read books, do you now as a parent, do you ever sort of like map your kids onto the characters, even if it's not like a explicitly children or like a parent child, like scenario?
0: Yeah. I mean this one for sure. Cause my girls are, they're five and three. They're, they're about 18 months apart. So they are really like, in a lot of ways, they're like George Martha. They're really good friends. Um, and they, they play together really well sometimes. And you just see them having so much fun together. Um, and then they're just like, the next instant, they're just like at each other's throats. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the tables have turned. And then, you know, usually there's some sort of like reconciliation. Or they just kind of forget about it and get back to, to playing together. So you, you see these, um, th- there are no... There are no like antagonists, um, but there, but within friendship, there is, um, conflict and yeah. conflict like trying to figure out how to, how to negotiate competing sort of wants and preferences and desires. Um, and so it's, it, and I, I think that's a big part of why my, my girls, especially Elena, the older one, super into this book. Like she is really it, like, unlike a lot of books we've been reading, she's really like focused when we're reading this book. Like She's she, really like trying to understand what's going on.
1: Does she identify with one of the, does she identify with Martha or, or George, one of the characters more?
0: I don't think so. That's a good question. I don't think so. And, but I think that's kind of a Testament to the, the book doesn't, they are subtly distinct, but it's, they're not typed really. It's not like Martha's yeah. the X one and, and George is the, the Y one, you know? Yeah. Um, but she's very concerned about the, um, the sort of like moral status of things like when in, in one of them George is being m- mischievous and he he plays a trick on Martha where he he nails her slippers to the floor <laughs> and Martha is not pleased about this <laughs> and so we have these like uh, discussions about like if that was right or wrong or oh the big one is um fibbing right there's this this oh, yeah. one story where, where George tells these kind of like tall tales about Things he's apparently done in his past, like he like he's been a snake charmer, or and of, and of course Martha doesn't buy it. Um, but but my daughter's very interested in the idea of like, well, what's a fib, and is that a lie? Is he not telling the truth? And um, <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's, re, it's super interesting. Um, I feel like we we hit on it, this book at a, like the perfect age for my older daughter.
1: Well, since you're more familiar with it maybe than I am, are there any other non-George or Martha characters in the book? Or is it only just the two of them? I think it's. I mean, they're they're in situations where there's like they're at a dance recital. No, there's one where there's like they're like at a dance recital and there's an audience full of like dogs and. Yeah, there's one where they
0: go go swimming and there are like other characters at the pool, but But, there's certainly no they don't interact with anybody, anybody. and there's definitely. There's, oh, there's one where Martha is buying a book and she's buying it from like a shopkeeper. But yeah, there's no like overt interaction between them and anyone else as far as so I can So that's,
1: that's the other thing is that that's maybe why it kind of reminds me of siblings too, is that, so they're always together and they pretty much just, they interact with other people. But then even though they have their own separate houses, it's pretty much the, the two of them hanging and, and things never really threaten their friendship. Like there's never any doubt that the tomorrow Georgia Martha will also be hanging out again. And that's kind of how siblings are like, as well, <laughs> stuck. But, but it's a but it's a weird. You you kind of come. up, You don't get an origin story to their to their friendship, and and mm-hmm. there's a and it also it doesn't like you don't see it deepening, and then also, like, are they purely are they platonic? Is there is there any kind of like romantic tension between the two of them? I,
0: I, I mean, think. I I think there's a little bit. I, I mean, I think it's 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 open to interpretate. You don't like for instance there's things like there's in one of the stories like george is practicing his french like martha's teaching him french and he he plays this trick where he asks like something about like how do you like how do you say give me a kiss in french or something and yeah, that's and, right and then so he like gets her to give him a kiss right or you know they're they're kind of they like they do things like they they go to the movies like they go to it's not that it's not called a date right but um so, so it's sort of, like, suggestive, but it, but it's never, like, you could, ex- like, friends could just be doing this. Um, but I think it's interesting because that, I don't know, I think that this comes, you know, that there's this idea that, like, um, like opposite sex friendships are never really right. purely platonic, right? There's always, like, someone's always angling a little bit um, for something. Um, yeah. So I, not I, just, I don't know.
1: Maybe not, maybe not if you're a hippo. I don't know.
0: Wait, do, do you does this does this come off as purely platonic to you
1: it, it, i didn't i didn't suspect any i mean the the thing about the kiss that that does sound i mean that seemed <laughs> like a fair point like I,
0: <laughs> but like, it, but we, it could just be that that could just be george being mischievous and he just right. thinks it's like funny to like get her to do that yeah um, you
1: no know, like, and maybe it's just because i from the beginning i was like oh well these are obviously my children and so, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> right uh, but uh i mean not much the other thing is like like I said, not much changes though. Uh, George very early on uh, like falls and uh, loses one of his one of his teeth, his two teeth, and then gets it replaced with a gold tooth, and then he he carries that pretty much through the rest of the the rest of the book. And so that's a real like commitment from the author. Is like, well, henceforth, like George is going to have one gold tooth and all the all the remaining panels. That's and but well, that that's that's the main change that i can think about or the, the kind of the main callback to something that happened in an earlier incident or an yeah, or earlier like the ch- episode
0: the changes in the reader right like you more of their personalities and dynamics get sort of uncovered or discovered um uh, so you, you so, i guess you sort of feel like they're changing but really you're just you're learning more about them um right. so i think it's it's kind of cool because they you don't have the like plot burden. The author doesn't have the plot burden of having like major character development, but the reader still kind of gets the experience of dynamic characters because you're, yeah.
1: well, especially if you're reading the whole collection, like gather together, which I, w- I would recommend. Um, do, do you yeah, have, did you, did you read Calvin and Hobbes as a kid?
0: Yes. I love Calvin.
1: <laughs> so that's, that's a I, that, that reminds me like, because they, they have a very real friendship and I yep. love that, you know, especially as a, Um, I had, uh, much older sisters. So, um, I feel like a lot of times, you know, I didn't have, by the time that I was, when I was growing up, they were already at college or out of the house. And so, uh, like I really identify with someone who like, like Calvin, who sort of like had imaginary friends and, and, you know, and, and playmates that you could always have, you know, with you like that. And so but that but the vibe kind of reminds me of of uh Georgia Martha a little bit justin that like they they they're, they're, they're kind of foils for each other and they like they they really i mean they really use friendship as a way to work things out like there's one yeah. thing where martha talks about like when with the, the the they they talk a lot about like what what friends do like friends are people that will always tell you the truth or you don't have to worry about this in front of friends. I mean, so the, 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 they kind of meditate on things together, which I really like. And Calvin mm-hmm. and Hobbes do that too. Like it's really much, you know, Hobbes is very much a sounding board for Calvin.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and it's, it's it's very uh, psychological. Like the dynamism of the, of the book comes from them kind of um, working out kind of, their feelings and interpersonal kind of dynamics together um, and having sort of tensions and doing things and making mistakes and then being willing to kind of confront them and and work them out um, in the context of their, of their friendship. So yeah, I, I totally agree. And it's, it's like Kevin and Hobbes too. um, Visually for one thing, like there's these very kind of rough, but um, evocative characters and, and not much background. Like it's it's just um, so it's, it's kind of simple in that sense. Like you can, like a comic book, you can sort of, Blow through the scenes pretty quickly, which gives right. reading the story like a good um, sort of sense of pacing. Like you can really get through these. Like we, especially when Elena and I are reading this, like we actually one time we went through the whole thing. We read through all of it straight through. Um, yeah. That's which like, it, and it I mean,
1: doesn't. That's that's like three <laughs> three hundred and thirty pages. <laughs>
0: no, but it's so. But like again, it's so fast. Like right. it's just it's got this really good kind of um, it just pulls you along. Um, and each one's kind of short and sweet. Um, yeah. So, um, and, the, but speaking of the visual style, one, I, one of the things that this, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I wonder a lot about this, that I, I have this thing with movies where I, when I watch a new movie and I, at the end of the movie, I'm like, wow, that, that was a great movie. Um, and then I'm watching the credits and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. It turns out the, the, whoever directed it also wrote it. And like, it seems like in movies, there's something special about um, yeah. when... Where,
1: where there's like a unified vision in terms of like they exactly. knew exactly what they... Yeah.
0: So I wonder if... Do you think there's an analog there with children's books where there's something special about when the author is also the illustrator and there's kind of like a unified verbal and visual style or tone to the book?
1: Um, yeah, or, I, I, that 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 makes sense to me. I mean, and I, I think that... I mean, sometimes marvelous things happen when there's collaborators. Like, I think... Mm-hmm. we talked about uh the the bear hunt bear hunt how, yeah. how like that was not at all what uh he the guy envisioned when he he, he described his illustrations and like it was t- <laughs> totally different and i think would have been like pretty awful like if that yeah. been, like, and so um sometimes i think there there's a real uh kind of like marriage that where you you get at the benefit of two sets of imaginations, like at work. Um, but yeah, I think there is something when, like, if you're being whimsical, then it's nice um, to, uh, to, like, to be able to, like, if, if you have, I mean, if you can, like, like if you are <laughs> talented enough to both come up with, like, a, you know, whimsical language and whimsical art, if you can do both to be able to do it. Like, Maurice Sindak talks a little bit about that, about how um, that he, that one of the great things about this is that this really did not feel a, like a part of the sort of I don't know children's literature or machine that came along later, where there's like a yeah. in-house illustrators and it just you're kind of like mass producing this stuff. It's like no, this is just sort of uh, you know James Marshall uh, like putting around you know and, and, and giving you the benefit like, and 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 he it didn't, it didn't have to like a lot of people criticized him for not being you know for 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 not saying more, but that a lot of Maurice Sinet talks about like the, the light touch that's throughout the book and the, the fact that he's able to be both the sort of the author and the illustrator allows him to maintain the lightness of that touch. So yeah, I buy it. it yeah. And I, I wonder warm. too, like,
0: I feel like it's, it's kind of the balancing act because there, there's a way where if you're like in, in some ways that the visual, at least for younger kids, like the visuals and the text are always kind of competing with each other. Um, and there, there's always sort of a balance there. And I think, you can, yeah, I don't know. You can, you can, you, like a, a a book can feel. And I I I have this habit of what, like, I try and watch my girls, like, literally watch their faces when when they're being read to or when I'm reading. And there are definitely some books where it, it really seems like they're just absorbed in the in the pictures and they're not as focused on the text. Um, and but I, I think there's something about having, at least in this particular style, how it's 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 kind of sparse enough to where. You don't like get lost. It like the the images really accentuate the story and sort of like
1: fill I, it out, but they don't distract right. from it. A, a lot of times, uh, and maybe this is just part of Jack getting older. But I usually a lot of times when I'm reading books, I will read the text that's that's written down, and then I'll also describe the pictures and, and say, "Oh, yeah. did you see this?" And I don't feel the need to do that uh, here usually, unless he remarks on something, and then m- maybe we'll talk about it. And maybe that's just because I like I enjoy the little snippets so much that I, I'm just I just I'm like, Well, what's what's next? And I'm I'm ready to move on to the next one. And and he but he seems very content to sort of like hear me read the little story or read the dialogue and then he sort of looks at the picture for confirmation. Yeah. But it's but it's not like he's looking at the picture and then demanding that the text like explicate everything that's going on in the picture, which is Sometimes what happens with books,
0: right, right. <laughs> okay, so I have to, I have to say uh, before we wrap things up here, probably my favorite thing about this book is, and again, this is good timing, probably just developmentally with with my oldest daughter. But there's something about the language in this book that she loves and is just absorbed completely, and like literally within days of us starting to read this book she was <laughs> uh, quoting isn't the right word but she had like internalized a lot of the diction and phrasing from this book and was throwing them out um just in regular life so like we were we were sitting outside and this like hawk came flying down and i said something like wow girls look at that hawk and it says great moons and stars <laughs> <laughs> it has such quirky expressions or another one this this was less um less humorous but there's one of these stories where um george is like night snacking he has this bad habit of of sneaking you know sugary food at night and uh martha kind of calls it on him and george um what's his his exact phrasing is um he, he says Let's not discuss it. And, and yeah. Martha says, well, you know, it's really not good for your health. And he says, we're, we're not going to discuss this. <laughs> we're not having this conversation. Yeah.
1: And so, it's like <laughs> a little primer on having an intervention.
0: Is, was, was... Exactly. And so the first time, and this has happened multiple times, but I went to put Elena in time out for something. And after time out, we had this little debriefing session about what happened and, you know, sure. why did you whack your sister? And um, those are <laughs> and so I I I, we say, started doing are, that.
1: I don't know how it is. For you. Those are always less
0: fruitful than I, for me than I Oh <laughs> dude they never were. <laughs> but they were especially unfruitful after reading this book when when Elena just without blinking an eye says we're not having this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not discuss it.
1: Let's not discuss
0: it. <laughs> and then okay I just have to rattle off some more of these cuz they're so oh, good. No no it's
1: are a goal. I don't know we, I don't know why we didn't open with these. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry that's it's on me um, so what so evangeline the youngest was like uh, just sort of crying and kind of squabbling about something and and elena just sort of like this big dramatic sigh, sigh and said evangeline you're such a fuss budget <laughs> <laughs> and then gabriella piped up with a, i can't remember the context for this one but um out of the blue it's <laughs> another one of these phrases have mercy
1: have mercy yeah that
0: was that, that that's <laughs> big one. So, anyway, there's something about these. Like, I don't know. I, I can't quite. They're not like antiquated exactly, but there's the, a lot of the like phrases in this are just, are just. they striking. Um, yeah, they're yeah, striking. striking. Right. Um, and yeah, so they're just. <laughs> Okay, last one. I just remembered. No, no, I was like, somehow we, 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 I like we can, interrupted. We can do a whole
1: we can do a whole episode <laughs> of just these. I, I, I'm not I'm not tired of them yet, so I was
0: trying to get uh, the girls ready for bed or something and Elena was in a room they they'd gotten this um Gabriella or no, I guess Elena had gotten it like a doctoring set, you know, with like a stethoscope and scissors and stuff like that. Um and I was encouraging them to finish up and put their stuff away cuz we had we had to go to bed. Go to bed and um <laughs> Turned and looked at me and the great thing is there's no self-consciousness about that she she, she's just internalized these sayings and thought like oh these are good phrases like i'm gonna use these
1: but but it's not like she's like quoting it like like you know some college i don't know sophomore in like 2005 would quote anchorman like i'm delivering it's just like no she's like like, these are
0: useful phrases that i'm gonna (laughs) use like to get what i want (laughs) so she said she turned and looked at me with like stone cold eyes and said Dad, this is serious. This is science. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's some story where where Martha is like inspecting fleas under her microscope yeah. and George makes some like quip about, you know, it's kind of silly or something. And she says, this is serious. This is science.
1: You know, but the interesting about that one, so I love that story, is but then it's a rare one where Martha is really like, then she gets kind of itchy because the, the, she kind of abandons science. Right?
0: Yeah. The, the <laughs> she gets too itchy from the fleas. <laughs> <That's laughs> And then, her but then her next idea, her follow-up idea is to study bees and George right. just kind of shakes <laughs> like, his head. Oh, no. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, that has been the, uh, my favorite part about these books is just how, how ready, especially my oldest daughter is to kind of absorb like a lot of these like phrases and just. Uh, totally unselfconsciously like work them into her sort of arsenal of phrases she can use especially on on me and her sister (laughs)
1: you know i'll say just in general one of the things that i've noticed both about movies and and uh books and is that how much like it's not i I think of it as like a discrete activity like you 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 okay now right before bed we're going to read this book or we've got some time to kill we can read a book here Let's, let's watch this movie but sometimes I sometimes like for, for my kids, they're always like, once, once you open up that world of them, it, it really bleeds through and it's just kind of like, like it's been set loose, you know? And so their minds are always kind of like working on it and and like working out what it means that they don't understand what it means. And that really it's not like, you're not, it's not a discrete activity. It's just, like now you've like, now George and Martha are part of your life <laughs> like for, right. for, better, for right. better or for worse. And there's something really magical about that.
0: I think it's so cool. It's like one of the most gratifying things when we're just, we'll just be like, the other day we were like playing baseball or something outside, playing wiffle ball. And and Lena just stopped and like, she's kind of like, like tired and she, but then she she out of the blue asked me. Dad, in the wind in the willows, like why doesn't rat why doesn't rat listen to mole and let him go to his house? Because there's a scene in wind of the willows where yeah. mole wants to go to his I, house. I, and I, I always
1: wonder, is that? Do you think something like occurred to her that reminded her of that, or do you think she's I just been know. maybe like a month just been sort of like working like turn, <laughs> turning it over like that?
0: <laughs> I yeah, I have no idea. Um, but it's so it's it's so cool to know that that is like it's working around in there in their brain. They're they're like absorbing this stuff and kind of carrying it with them like i, I just uh, yeah
1: and that gives me a lot of hope too because sometimes i'll uh, we'll read something or watch something and i'm really excited about it and then there's no visible effect right and then two months later just clearly like it was really it really made a strong impression so
0: well that goes all the way back to our first episode where we um there's that we did a uh, caps for sale and the, the yeah. author um phe Slobodkina, I think um, she has this line quoting talking about about children's books and how 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 powerful kind of the the sort of subtle impressions that um, that books that children's books leave on kids and how like not to be taken for granted that is um, yeah and I, I've totally found that to be true yeah well, she,
1: well I, we, we, good thing we didn't just take her word for it and stop. <laughs> stop <her on. laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, check out our other content at 1001goodnights.com and help us out with a rating on your podcast platform of choice.